Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Turn over to um, 2 Chronicles chapter 16 and verse 9. This isn't my message entirely, but we'll start here and see where we go. When you're there, say hallelujah. Those with electronic Bibles get there a little quicker, especially when we go flipping through the Old Testament. But this is one of my favorite uh, verses, and the Lord's just been kind of highlighting it a little bit to me this week. It says over in uh, chapter 16, verse 9, it says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. The eyes of the Lord. You know, there's just something that's stirring on the inside of me about the fact that the Lord is looking for something. The Lord is looking for something. This isn't just Brother Steve looking for something or a friend of yours looking for something. This is something the Lord is looking for. He started looking for this. He's still looking for this. And it's something that blesses him. He said he's looking For those whose heart is loyal to him, is that anybody in the house tonight? I love that. Just loyal. He's just looking for somebody who wants to be loyal to him. He's not looking for for the perfect person. He's not looking for the person who's got every single thing together. But he's just looking for somebody who's willing to be loyal to him. And if he can find someone who's loyal to him, what does it say he wants to do? He wants to show himself strong. Come on, that's not me saying I want to show myself strong. You know, I've got a certain level of strength that can help you a little bit. If you need to lift something up, I might can come alongside you and help you lift it. Amen. Because I've been lifting weights for a while. But but. That's not me saying I want to show myself strong. I've only got so much strength, only so much power, only so much wealth available to me right now. But God says, I want to show myself strong. The Lord is saying, I want to show myself strong. And that's just, there's something about that that just, I kept asking myself this weekend. It's like, when the Lord says strong, what does that look like? When the Lord's saying, I want to show myself strong, what does that look like? What are we talking about? Because I, I don't, I don't think we know. Glory to God. But the thing is, is the, it, the Lord, when He gives us a promise like that, when He gives us a statement in the Word of God, it's an invitation into something. See, even when we get revelation and we ask for revelation, revelation isn't the end game. The Bible said, Paul said, I pray that you would have a revelation of the knowledge of Him. The end game is Him. The revelation isn't the end game. The revelation is the invitation into him. That's why we want revelation, because it's an invitation into more of who he is. It's an invitation into knowing him better. It's an invitation into going further in the Lord. Hallelujah. It's an invitation for him saying, I've got some things that I I decide are strong that I want to show in you and through you. Hmm. And so, I I don't know, I just wanted to start here tonight because I want to whet our appetite a little bit. Because what does it look like when God says, I want to show myself strong? What What does his version of the glory coming in strong look like? What does his version of ministering in you strong look like? What does his version of doing something wild in your finances strong look like? What does it look like for him to say, I want to minister through you strong? 
The Bible also says over in Daniel, I think in chapter 11, it says that they that know their God will be strong and do great exploits. So there's an invitation that's being, that's going out to us. Glory to God. And pastor, if you've been here on Monday nights, we've been praying about boldness. Hallelujah. And, and we've been praying about, uh, 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 God using us to do the things that, that brother Christopher Allen exhorted us on and taught us on. Because how many know there's, there's some more ground to take. Woo, there's some more ground to take. God's not done. He's not finished. We've not experienced everything he has. There's more to take. We've got a vision that says the Lord wants to make us ministers and witnesses. Over in Acts chapter 26, you can look it up later. Ministers and witnesses of the things that we've seen. Glory, we've seen some things. But there's some things yet to be revealed that the Lord's still looking to show off and show out and let us experience. And there's revelation going out. Glory to God. If you tune in, amen. When you're praying, if you tune in and then when you're listening in your seat, if you'll tune in, there's revelation that's going out. Not so that you can say, ooh, I know something a little more. No, it's an invitation into walking to more. Come on, we're not doing this alone. We're not doing this alone. The Lord is saying, Here's my hand. Come with me. Here's my hand. Come with me. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. He says, take my yoke upon me. What does a yoke look like? A yoke is a piece of wood that that ties two oxen together. So when you're when you're when you're yoked up with Jesus, glory to God. Woo! Some of y'all need to quit being yoked up with who you're yoked up with and get yoked back up with Jesus. Because whenever he he's leading and guiding, the yoke is easy and the burden is light. It's not heavy. It's not burning. Well, I just feel worn out. Then you've probably been yoked up with the wrong thing. You've either been yoked up with religion, yoked up with the wrong person, yoked up with the wrong ideas, yoked up with the wrong thoughts, yoked up with some doubt, yoked up with some unbelief. But if you'll get unyoked, glory to God, from the yokes of the of the world... Get unyoked from the yokes of your thoughts and your ideas. Get unyoked from depression. Well, it's just so hard. Well, well, get unyoked from it so hard and get yoked up with Jesus. Because he said it's, e- it's easy and it's light. And you choose who you're yoked up with. Well, I just wish. Well, you choose. Yeah, but my family. No, you choose. Yeah, but my spouse. No, you choose. Come on, we're not gonna, we're not gonna be able to stand in front of the Lord and say, yeah, but my spouse wasn't treating me that great, so I didn't fulfill the will of God. You know, Jesus is gonna be like, well, that's not the way I see it, brother. That's not the way I see it, sister. But if God's inviting us that He wants to do something strong, come on, we need to stretch. We need to stretch, enlarge what, what it is. See, God's not limited by even the, what we know. Come on, he, you don't have to know everything. You just have to be willing to yield. Whew. He's going to take us into some things. Can I say this by the Spirit? He's going to take us some, into some things, and we're going to experience some things as a church that we've not seen before. And you just have to be willing and obedient. There's some good of the land. There's some fat of the land in, in the people that belong in this building. I'm, say, I'm saying this. There's some people that belong in this building that God's called you to reach out. and Who reproduces sheep, the shepherd or the sheep? 
Well, we're just believing pastor will go out and bring in some more folks. How many know pastor's called to shepherd the sheep? And he's got his own ministry of reconciliation, you know, as he goes out and about. But sheep reproduce sheep. Sheep reproduce sheep. And there's some sheep that are at your office place. This is what, I wouldn't even plan on talking about this. But there's some sheep at your office place. There's some sheep where you shop. There's some sheep at your gas station, your favorite gas station where you get your polar ice pop. There's some sheep there that God's saying, I want you to lead them back to the shepherd. They're like sheep without a shepherd, not the shepherd pastor, but the shepherd Jesus. And then the shepherd pastor, just so you're not confused. Well, was he getting off in there? No, I'm, I'm talking about the shepherd Jesus. But then they need a natural shepherd, right? But sometimes we're, we're looking for somebody else to do the work in which we're called to. But God's saying, I want to show myself strong to you. I want to show myself strong through you. I've put an anointing upon you. I've called you to be a minister and a witness. Notice that when, when the Spirit of God spoke that to Pastor, it wasn't, I've called only you to be a minister and witness of the things you've seen and the things that you know. He's called the pastor to impart the vision, to make the vision plain so that those that read it can be excited about it. No, but I like the amens. <laughs> to make the vision plain so that those that read it can run with it. Ooh, glory to God. There's a spiritual baton. I just saw this in my heart. There's a spiritual baton that the Lord's trying to pass off. Amen. He's handed it to pastor. Pastor's handing it off. Glory to God. And, and when, how many have seen, I just watched the, uh, the NCAA, uh, uh, races indoor track meet. I caught it at the barber shop. You know, I wasn't sitting at their house watching it cause I don't usually watch that, but at the barber shop, I was watching it. And when there's a relay, how many of you know the person has got to take the baton before they take off? They've got to read the vision. They've got to see the vision. Get it down on the end. Well, it's just not real to me. Then take the baton. Take some time and get before the Lord and say, Lord, what's my part to play in this race? What's my part to play in this? I've got a, I've got a part to run. I've got a, I've got a race to run. I've got a vision to read and to run with. Glory to God. And there's a calling upon me. See, I'm, I can't just, I can't, uh, uh, make you know you're calling. You've got to get before the Lord and say, I'm called to do the work in which you've called for me. I've got written on my mirror. Sister Regina talked about some things that she's got written down at the house. I'm a writer too. I, I got to write it down and keep it in front of me if I'm going to do the things that God's called me to do. And I've got written down uh, on my mirror, I honor the work in which I'm called. I've got it written down plain. So when I'm brushing my teeth at night, see my wife's a dental hygienist. So I got the power brush and, and she says, you got to brush for two minutes or it doesn't count. I don't know if I ever reached the mark, but I try glory to God. My pay, I'm like, I've got every tooth. I don't need two minutes, but then I look and I'm, and I'm seeing, I see the things that I've got written down. And one of those things is I honor the work in which I'm called because there's a calling on my life. Well, that's because you're the music minister, brother Steve. That's not the call. That's not the only part of the call I'm talking about. That's part of the call, but we all are called to the ministry of reconciliation. And there is a 
a call upon our lives to go out. Glory to God and find those that the Lord has called you to reach. Hallelujah. You know, Pastor Greg was talking about last week and he showed the video and, and, and it said, where are the such and such people I've called you to reach? How many of you know there's some people at your job that you're called to reach? Well, I'm just too, you know, uh, shy. Well, the Lord doesn't say you're too shy. In fact, he says you can pray for boldness and then he'll anoint you with the very things that you lack in. Glory to God. And then all of a sudden you begin to say things you wouldn't say. Come on, God's got a grace and anointing upon you for this, for this time and this season. Amen. He's anointed you for, for this time in this, and this season. Jesus even said when he took out the scroll over, uh, uh, and he said, he took out the scroll and he said, the anointing of God is upon me because he has anointed me. Even Jesus had to keep what was, he was anointed to do in front of him. And if you don't keep what you're anointed to do in front of you, you'll let it slip and you'll let it fade away and you'll let it be on the back burner and not accomplish the plan and the purpose that God's had called for you to accomplish. But if you'll write it down and make it plain. I said, if you'll write it down and make it plain, glory to God, if you'll keep it in front of you, amen, then when you read it, it'll get down on the inside. It'll get down on the inside of you and it becomes part of you. It becomes engrafted, the engrafted word of God. What does that mean? It means it becomes a part of who you are. And the things that didn't used to bother you or the things that 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 you used to just kind of let slip to the back burner, they no longer can do that because they're part of who you are. Well, I'm just not someone who reaches out. No, but if you get in, in the word of God, and read what the word of God says about you and get the things that the word says about you that the Lord, he wants to show himself strong on my behalf. He wants to use me to do exploits. Glory to God. If you'll get that engrafted down on the inside of you, it changes who you are. It changed the, the, the word of God is there for the salvation of your soul. I think it says over in, in James, it says it's for the salvation of your soul. What does that mean? There's some parts about your personality that still need changing by the word of God. I know that's not a news flash. But there's some things that the word of God can shape you and change you and rearrange you. Glory to God and make you who you didn't even know you could be. Well, yeah, but I'm already 65 years old. That doesn't matter. The word of God doesn't say I want to show myself strong and do great exploits for those who are 65 and under. No, it says I want to I want to show myself for those that know me. Anybody know the Lord in the house? Anybody love Jesus? We've just been singing, oh, let it be a sweet, sweet sound. Glory to God. And he wants our worship in this house. But how many of you know, the, the, the Israelites, they didn't just see worship as a song or a lifting of hands. They saw what they did every single day as a part of their worship. So you're going to your job as a part of your worship. You're witnessing to that person at the, at the lunch table as part of your worship. Glory to God. You, you stepping out of your comfort zone. Glory to God. Man, when in America, we're so comfortable. Oh, amen. We got comfortable seats. We got comfortable chairs. Oh, the recliner. We get rid of it when it's no longer comfortable. Uh, we got comfortable and I love it. Amen. I've got a comfortable recliner too. And it's got a, I, I've switched to an electric recliner. I don't even have to work to pull my legs up. But I will say if anything bad starts happening, you can't get out quick. You Kids screaming, ah, and you're, then you can go. But we're so comfortable. Well, the temperature isn't just right. We can go over to the wall. And bloop, bloop, bloop. 
Bump it down a couple of degrees. Ooh, we comfortable. We, oh, it's a little too chilly in here. Oh, bump it up a few degrees. Mm, now I'm comfortable. We've even got blankets that we call comforters. Man, my bed is too hard. I'm going to get a new mattress. That's memory foam that fits me just right. Ooh, I love a memory foam. Amen. But we're comfortable, but God hasn't called us to live in the comfort zone. And we have to, we have to enjoy the comforts that God has provided without getting comfortable. We got to be willing to be uncomfortable for him. There's people that are waiting for you to get uncomfortable for them. They don't know that they need what you got. But there's many in this room that somebody got uncomfortable to share something with you or your family that shifted and changed the destiny of your family, changed the destiny of your life. They put up with you when you were stank, when you were rank. Hallelujah. They decided to love you anyway. Brother Zach's waving his hand. Glory to God. Because see, I remember him when he came in the youth group. Glory to God. And Brother Q, glory. Hallelujah. Love that man enough to go pick him up and drop him off every day for church. Glory to God and it wasn't convenient and brother Zach as a teenager didn't know about hygiene and so even brother's uh, car seat began to have a fragrance but how many of you know that, that that was a sweet fragrance before the throne room of the Lord hallelujah it may not have been sweet in brother Q's nostrils but it was sweet before the Lord hallelujah because because it was a it was a sacrifice fragrance the Lord loves it when we sacrifice what's comfortable and convenient because we love somebody more. Whew. I'm telling you, you want to you show yourself. Man, think about what a blessing Zach is to this body. Don't get a big head, Zach. He's like, yes, I am. But you think about what a blessing he is. Part of the reason he's here being a blessing and, and refreshing us the way he does is because Q was willing to sacrifice and get uncomfortable. And put up with the stench and put up. And Zach was extra sassy when he came around. I mean, had a, had a toot about nine times out of ten. And we loved him anyway. He wore the same Bucks jersey to every service. Woo! Knowing the Bucks were terrible back then. But praise God of the example and, and that's one example of many that's, that, that are here. Somebody said, I'm willing to sacrifice. Somebody said, I'm willing to love anyway. Somebody said, I'm willing to go out of my way. Yeah, but it takes a long, well, yeah, but I'm, it's not convenient. Yeah, but then I have to, yeah, but do you want God to show himself strong through you? Because if you do, then, then it just takes obedience. We got to be willing. The Bible says willing and obedient eat the good of the land. And many of y'all that are, I'll say this, many that have struggled with depression, the source of your depression is you're too focused on self. And if you'll step out of your comfort zone and reach out to somebody else and make somebody else your priority and somebody, I'm not looking at anybody, but somebody else, your priority and your mission, you'll find that depression just dissipates and leaves. And it's no longer a thing because you're not focused on yourself. You're instead focused on the mission and the call that's upon your life. And you'll find that you begin to blossom and spring up in areas and there'll be fruitfulness that begins to pop up and depression. 
confession just isn't there anymore. Why? Because you decided to line your actions with the word of God. You became not only willing, but obedient to do. And because of that, you begin to eat the good of the land. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? God's, God's escape route uh, uh, of the snares of the enemy many times looks like sacrifice. I've never said that before, but I'll say that again. God's plan for an escape route out of the snares of the enemy many times looks like sacrifice. Doesn't the Bible say, didn't Jesus say that you, you come through the narrow gate? There's something about leaning into the narrow gate that only allows room for the things of God and things that didn't belong on you. Woo, ha ha. We went to visit, uh, um, some rock gardens up in, I think, Tennessee. What was that place called? The rock gardens we went to? Rock City. Anybody been to Rock City? It's been around for a long time. There's some narrow gates in the Rock City. And there's some areas, see, you know, because we're Americans, they've got ways to go around now. But back in the day, you know, you had to squeeze through these rocks that are as long as probably this, you know, this row at least. And there's only room for just you. And there was barely room for me. But I I sucked in, you know, and I squeezed by. But how many, you know, if you, if you had a bunch of gear on or you had some, some other things that, that, uh, uh, impeded your, your, your size, you, you would have to strip those things off to get to the other side. Well, there's some beautiful views on the other side that are worth squeezing through and, and, and going and seeing. God's got some other things on the other side of that narrow gate he's calling you through where you're willing to get uncomfortable. You're willing to lay aside your pride. You're willing to lay aside your convenience. You're willing to lay aside a TV show. You're willing to lay aside your cell phone. You're willing to lay aside whatever it is that God is saying, go ahead and lay that aside. Why? Because he's trying to get you to see some things. There's a view up ahead that he wants you to go up to the high place and be able to see some things in a fresh way and a new way. And, and because when, when you get there, glory to God, the things that looked so difficult before are no longer difficult. They're no longer a, a big thing. You know, how many have, have been on some faith journeys and, and where, you know, a hundred dollars, um, uh, at one point what seemed like a lot of money, right? And some of us are still, still there and that, and, and there's there, you know, we're all on different levels, but, but I remember a time when a hundred dollars, if I gave a hundred dollars away, it was like, whoo. Lord, I don't, I don't know if I can, whoo, whoo, sha-ta-ta-ta-ta, yeah, 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 <laughs> okay, hundred dollars, hundred, you want me to give them a hundred dollars, okay, Lord, I'm believing big for this, and, and, and it was, it was big deal for me, but letting go of that hundred dollars, come on, letting go of that hundred, being willing to let go of it, allowed me to get to a place where now a hundred dollars it's no big deal to give away a hundred dollars. The Lord calls me to give a hundred dollars. Then I give it. Now I'm going to move up even higher than that. And, and I believe, you know, God's got some big things for us, but you have to take the step that's there in front of you. You got to be willing to let go of the thing that you hold so precious and dear. That's part of faith. That's part of faith. Amen. Turn over to, um, let's see, let's go to second Peter. Chapter one, or chapter, yeah, chapter one. 
Say, I believe God's got some things for me to see. Woo, hallelujah. I believe God has some things for me to do. Amen, I do. I believe that. Verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 3. Well, let's just start in verse 2. It says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus. And it says, As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through how? The knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Praise God. He, what has he said? He said that his divine power has what? Given us. So is there anything that you need for life and godliness that you don't have? It's not a trick question. Is there anything for life and godliness that you don't already have if you're in him? Nothing. It says, as his divine power has given, say to me, all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. What does that mean? It means that you've got everything you need for this life. Everything you need for your bills to be paid, everything for you, you need to be to to walk in health, everything you need, glory to God, to be the blessing God's called you to be everything you need. Amen. For whatever the situation and and the circumstance, whatever you need to 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 rise to the occasion at your workplace, whatever you need, God, God has already given it by his. Remember, we're talking about God, not not our power, but God's power. His divine power has already given us glory to God for all things that pertain to life and godliness what is godliness i can't imagine i can't imagine a picture of godliness greater than what the father did when he sent jesus he sacrificed jesus and gave his all glory to god so that he would rescue us hallelujah and bring us back but brother q was was rejoicing about it that he brought us back into the family glory to god when g when the, when the father gave jesus well that's our example it says imitate god as dear children what does godliness look like i'm willing to sacrifice to get you back into the family. I'm willing to sacrifice what I feel like to get you back into the family. I'm willing to sacrifice what, what, what my reputation might be. Come on, think about the things that hold us back. Just a couple of weeks ago, there was a kid on the soccer field that, that, that hurt himself. He, he reached out for a ball and he fell weird. And, he, and, and I could tell he fell weird. And I, and I, was, I was like, oh man. So I went over and I, and I prayed for him. You know, I, I'm not concerned. I don't get caught up with, well, what if God doesn't heal him? That's God's business. He wants, he's looking. He's looking for somebody on earth to say, I believe God, I'm loyal to him and I'm going to act like him. For what purpose? So that he can leave you hanging? So that he can look, make you look like a fool? No, so he can show himself strong. There's something about the father wanting to show himself strong because he knows it's a dinner bell for the kingdom of God. And he needs somebody who's willing to get uncomfortable. To let the glory of God flow through them. Praise God. You know, uh, my uh, Amazon driver showed up last Sunday and usually they don't beep their horn but this, the, the Amazon driver beeped his horn. 
So I was like, well, okay, let me get up and see what he needs. I thought maybe there was a big package. You never know what, what Amazon might be delivering. Amen. Hey, man, hallelujah. Amazon. <laughs> um, and so I got up, and, and the guy was sitting in his car, and he, he hands out. Uh, he was about to get out, and I said, I'm, I'm coming. So he, he uh, hands me two little packages, nothing big. I was like, okay, thanks. You know, have a blessed day. Thanks for dropping this off. I turn, and the Spirit of God just pricks my heart. Just pricks my heart. A voice from heaven said, thou art my son, minister. No, just pricked my heart. And, and I, so I stopped and just checked down on the inside. Wasn't a big to do, wasn't anything magical, you know, or what we sometimes think we need to hear before we do obey. But I just heard in my heart, I've got a plan for him. And so I just kind of marched back over to the, to the Amazon truck. I said, Hey man, how's it going? I appreciate you dropping these off. I said, I don't know if you believe in this or not. That's kind of my intro because if they don't believe in it, you know, then they just think I'm one of those spiritual guys or whatever. But I just said, I don't know if you believe in this or not, but I believe the Lord has spoken something to my heart about you. Would it be okay if I shared it with you? He said, Oh yeah, yeah, that's good. That's fine. I said, I believe God said, and if you've ever spoken something out that's in your heart, how many you know you get like one word or two words and then you got to step out in faith? Anybody ever had one or two words and like, well, I'm just going to wait till I get the whole sentence. You're not going to get it. Let me just, thus says the Lord, you're not going to get it. You're going to get one little word or a little phrase. You know, when Pastor Angela or Pastor gives a tongue and then looks at me and points to me, I don't have all that. I don't have all that. I have one little phrase or half a word. That's just a starting point. Why? Because the Lord wants you to step out in faith and he'll lead and guide and direct. So I just had, God's got a plan for you. I just said, you know, I believe the Lord said he's got a plan for you. And da, 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 da. a few other words came out. It wasn't that amazing to me, to be honest. It was just a little encouraging word. And he's like, man, I needed to hear that. I said, is it all right if I pray for you? So he's like, yeah, please. So I prayed for him right there and just loved on him for a moment. I didn't feel the need to close the deal and, and, and try to, you know, get him born again right at the moment. It, that's not what I had in my heart. I had to share and, and just to pray. And I just prayed that God would keep his hand on him and protect him and show him and reveal him. And I, and I encouraged him to seek the Lord. And he, he was tearful and he thanked me. And like I said, I didn't have, it wasn't much. It wasn't, the, I think sometimes we're waiting for this big, powerful thing that, that, oh, ha, 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 the Lord said. That, that's oftentimes how it's not going to be. The Lord will give you a word or two and ask you to step out in faith and get uncomfortable. But here's the neat thing. Every time I think I've got a little stupid word for somebody, <laughs> a little encouraging word that doesn't, isn't going to rock anybody. It never fails to rock somebody. I remember one time a few years ago, I was in Krispy Kreme and there was a young lady who, who was buying some donuts and I was just led there to, to pray over the atmosphere. <laughs> the spirit of God says thou art to be in Krispy Kreme at eight forty five PM this Friday. When the hot light comes on, that's your Cue that the witness anointing is in the building. 
And I heard that word. I said, yes, Lord. No, I think, I don't know who was with me. Maybe Q, maybe somebody, somebody else who, who uh, likes to sneak away and get some donuts every now and again. And, and so, you know, we're in there. <laughs> Three dozen Shandai donuts. Glory to God. Um, Shandai, Shandai, three, three, yeah. One variety, two hot and, and glazed. Glory to God. Um, and so, you know, I'm just sitting there eating my donuts, drinking my milk, eating maybe even a few more than I should have. So in the middle of gluttony, the Lord stirred my heart. There was something warm going on down in the inside that wasn't just the Krispy Kremes. And there was a young lady that was at the counter and, and, you know, I could, I, I just was drawn to her. I didn't, I didn't know why, but have you ever, let me just give you a clue. If you ever see somebody in a restaurant store, whatever, and your heart just kind of goes out to them, that's the Holy Ghost trying to get your attention. And you may not have everything displayed before you in your spirit of what you're supposed to do. But I, I, I had my heart on her. I'm just, I just tuned in down on the inside. Lord, what is it? What, what you got for her? And I, I watched her go get in her car. I didn't have anything. But I was like, you know what? I just got to respond in faith. I don't, I don't have anything, but the Lord's stirring my heart. So I go out, and not till I get to her window, to knock on her window, do I get anything. And the Lord says, tell her I've not forgotten about her. That everyone else has forgotten about her, but I have not. And I've been keeping my eye on her. And, and that's all I had. So I go knock on the door. She rolls the window down looking at me like, who's this crazy white boy coming and knocking on my window? And, and I didn't feel a surge of anointing. There was no, <sighs> I just gave her what I had. And she said, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, and you could tell she was, she was kind of trying to look tough in front of the rest of the people in her. So she didn't hug my neck or, oh, God, thank you. You know, she said, OK, what's your name? And I, I said, well, my name's Steve Morgan. She goes, OK, thanks. And she rolls her window, goes. And I was like, well, Lord, I obeyed, you know. Well, guess what? The following evening, as I'm about ready to come to church, that that. That was, I guess, Friday. So this is Sunday after evening before church. I get a Facebook message. And this lady says, I don't know how you knew everything about me. But I was planning to go home and commit suicide that night. And she said, I don't know how you knew everything that was going on in my life. But. Da, 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 da. And she kind of told her story. I sent back an encouraging word, you know, invited her to church. Um, it didn't really go any further than that, but she thanked me and, and, and said, you know, I'm going to open my heart back up to God as the last communication that I, that I had with her. But the interesting thing was, is I didn't know anything about her. I didn't, ha- none of that was displayed to me, but it reminded me of the story of Jesus at the well where Jesus said, you know, I, I think you know, I've got what you need. And the lady's like, well, he's like, go call your husband. And she's like, I don't have, I don't have a husband. He's, he's like, yeah, you're right. You've got five and whatnot. And she, but what did she go back and tell the people? Tell, come see the man who told me everything about myself. He didn't tell her everything about herself. He told her one little clip. Now that was more detailed than what I got. But 
the point is, is God will take your action of faith and he'll start doing stuff in somebody that you didn't even know was going on. Well, you know, that makes you so special. No, I just obeyed with a simple little word, knocked on a window to a kind of a cold reception and God moved and rescued that girl's life. And she had another opportunity because she obviously wasn't living for God at the moment. And God rescued her heart. Those kinds, of, those kinds of opportunities are all around us. And it's actually part of the vision of this church that we step into this kind of thing. You're not always going to have a word. You're not always going to have some powerful thing. But to keep your heart tuned in, because there are opportunities. That doesn't happen every week for me. But every so often, you know... Just as a barometer, if I go five or six months and nothing like that has happened, I go check up with the Lord. Lord, I'm not probably not being quite as sensitive as I should be. Right? Because there's too many people I'm passing every day. Now, I'm up here a lot of the days, and Pastor Greg already knows Jesus. I'm sure of it most days. But he's in the office next to me. I don't get a, you know, that's not an opportunity. But... So for me, when I'm in the grocery store at the gas station or at the pizza shop, I mean, and these are, those are real people, gas station, pizza shop, these are people that I've, I pay attention to what's going down on the inside because I want to see the people that God has a heart for come to know him and I want them to come here. And so I'm constantly looking and, and ministering and inviting those that I come in contact with. Does everyone make a home run? No. But we got to be willing to be uncomfortable to begin to sow seed and begin to move in this direction because it's part it's part of the, the things that he's yet to reveal. And he's offering an invitation. That's why I started when I said, brother, you know, revelation isn't the end game. When brother Christopher Allen ministered what he did, that what the revelation of that wasn't the end game. It was revelation that was sent out as an invitation for us to walk into more. And I don't know if you remember after that service that Sunday morning, pastor got up and said to us, this seared me in a good way. It it marked me. He said, I believe that this, this weekend services will be a shift in our church the same way that it was when prayer got a hold in, in this church. Well, that marked me that, that marked me because there's, there's some things God's wanting to do. If the pastor gets up and says, I believe this is a starting point that's going to shift us into some new things. Then my radar goes up and I'm like, Lord, okay, how do we do this? And so then all of a sudden now on Monday nights, we're praying for boldness. Well, get a hold of what God's trying to do because he's wanting to use you. He's wanting to use us. We're the body. Glory to God in each joint supplies. Pastor's job is to hold up the vision and to make declarations and say, hey, this is what God's saying. This is what God's doing. God's impressing on me that this is going to be a shift in, in our church the same way prayer was. Man, who has enjoyed the shift that prayer has made in our church? Woo, glory to God. What a magnificent move that happened on that week when we came and, and sacrificed. And I remember one night that at the end, uh, somebody piped up and said, hey, why don't we do this, you know, every week? And, and, and it was like, yeah, let's do that. And God has been moving in prayer in our church for how many years is that, Pastor? Pastor Angel? Ten, seven, nine, 2007. 
14 years of, of a prayer move. And, 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 and we've seen it, we've seen it increase and we've seen it grow and we've seen it expand and, and, and prayer is happening all the time. Glory to God. And people are, uh, who, ne- who never prayed are now praying and, and being a source and a supply in the, in the, in the spirit uh, through prayer. And, and so man, imagine if, if we look today to, from, to, from that day, whatever day that was in 2022. And we look back and the same flood of, of us grabbing hold and going after people and witnessing and, and loving and being willing to share and testify and, and pray for and, and, and gets a hold of us the same way prayer has gotten a hold of us. Ooh, I believe this church is going to be looking wild. We're going to have wild exploit testimonies. But you do it. How? By starting to obey, starting to listen in, starting to say, yeah, I, I, I agree with that, but I'm not just going to agree with it. I'm going to be obedient. The good of the land that God's got carved out for you in this area is willing and obedient. And you'll get to eat of it. There's, I'm telling you, your testimonies are not just for, for a select few. They're not just for a select few. These kinds of testimonies belong to you. They're part of your equipment that God, God said he's given us all things, all things that pertain to life and godliness. It's yours. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm, let's just turn over and read our vision and then we'll wrap it up. Is that all right? Hallelujah. Over in Acts chapter 26, for, for those who are new or don't know where the vision is. Man, I'm excited tonight. Hallelujah. Woo, God's stirring me. It says uh, over in Acts chapter 26, verse 16, it says, But rise and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose. Aren't you glad we've got a purpose? Woo, hallelujah. When you, I, I am so purpose-driven. If I get in a season where I don't feel like I have any purpose, I get antsy. And, instead, and, and that's dangerous for me to get antsy. If my wife was in here, she would give a hearty amen. Uh, but then I look down on the inside, I get in the word of God and I find out, get reacquainted with the vision and the purpose. Amen. And it says, but rise and stand on your feet for I've appeared to you for this purpose to make you a minister and a witness. A minister is someone that it's a vessel that pours out. That word minister is like a, is like a, a, a pitcher of iced tea. You, you fill it up and you pour it out, Right. That's what that word minister means. It's to pour out and a witness, both of the things that you have seen and the things which I have yet to reveal to you. Amen. There's some things. And then we'll skip down to verse 18 to open their eyes. Come on. There's those that are right around you that need their eyes open in order to turn them from darkness to light. Aren't you thankful you got turned from darkness to light? Woo, glory to God. And from the power of Satan to God. That's why he's looking to show himself strong. Amen. That's why he wants to do exploits from the power of Satan to to the power of God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Amen. Amen. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you for stirring us tonight about the the this part of our vision, Lord. Thank you for the words that have gone out through our pastor and the things that have, have been spoken to us through brother Christopher. Lord, I thank you that we... We won't just let that be a service, Father God. We won't let just these things be something that we get excited about and then let slip back to the back burner. But Father, rather we 
determined to be willing and obedient. Not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Mm, Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Mm, There's increase, increase, increase. There's increase for those who are willing to step out. There's increase for those who are willing to get uncomfortable. Every time God asks you to to put aside something of yourself, he's looking to get something to you. Mm, And I I just hear this, that there there is some of y'all's blessing that you've been believing for that are on the other end of this kind of obedience, this kind of sacrifice. And God's calling you to step up and to step out into a new place, to walk in the things that he's stirring you on the inside. And if you'll obey, the Bible says that if you'll seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added. And there's some things that he's looking to add to you that are on the other side of seeking him first in this area. Father, we thank you. We do seek you first. We seek your kingdom and your way of doing things. Father, keep giving us light. Keep giving us revelation. Keep inviting us, Lord. Keep stirring us. Father, when we're in the the marketplace, when we're in our jobs, when we're out and about, Father, keep stirring us. Oh, Father God, keep moving upon our hearts. Father, we will get a hold of this. We will walk in this. We will accomplish this. Hallelujah. If that's you, just, just tell him your own self. I will walk in these things, Father. I will fulfill the plan and the purpose you have for me. I'll walk in everything that you have for me, Father God. Oh, I thank you. I won't leave anything out, but I'll take it all, Lord. I'll take it all. You can use me. You can use me, Lord. I'm available and I'm willing and I'll be obedient. Thank you, Father. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.